0: Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, an Army vet trying to survive a global pandemic by helping out the crew of the last U.S. naval vessel still sailing. With me today is a proud Navy man here to guide this ship and fight off this world-ending plague. He's a founding member of the greatest 40K team ever to come out of Florida, the Hobby Goblins. And a good friend of mine he is the commander tom chandler to my tex nolan mr robert hawkins robert how's it going
1: uh it's going great that uh that intro just really gassed me up i might blush a little bit so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was i'm like uh i spent like a whole week once i knew you and i were scheduled to do this i'm like all right i got to think of a really good like navy pop culture reference so i just went to you know one of my old one of my faves so it's solid uh thanks all right so uh, ladies and gentlemen obviously in this episode or maybe not so obviously we are going to be talking about the death guard index cards for 10th edition i know i've been promising this one for a while so i got an absolute faction expert someone who has used nurgle's minions to kick my ass up and down the table a couple of times um Likewise. so that's actually, how, that's actually <laughs> how rob and i got to be friends so um yeah he is here to talk about death guard um but before we get into that we're going to stop for our first sponsor of the day the outpost
2: The competitive 40k podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in store.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you'd be so kind. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I'm on there at, at InfantryLawyer40K. Uh, Steven's on there, of course, at, at The Vanguard Tactics. Uh, Robert, you want to plug anything for uh, your team or yourself? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously with the, the Hobby Goblins,
1: and we are really getting um, a real big push right now. Um, we went to LSO and ACO with our first, our first time taking our booth out. Um, in our booths is where we show it off, um, the Hobgob ammo run, which was an event that we were running in conjunction with FLG. It was a big raffle and it was super fun. Um, so if you're ever at any of the events that we're at with our booth, sign up for that. It's, we give away, um, the, uh, last pistols and uh, a 3d, uh, mock print of a bolter, um, all super large and, and really well put together. Like the slide works and everything too. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, just look us up on Hob uh, hobby goblins on Facebook or, uh, hobby Goblins uh incorporated inc, uh, com. if you want to go to our website and join our discord
0: uh and they do do amazing work they had uh chain swords chain axes uh bolt pistols lace pistols bolt guns um, flamer. uh but oh well, yeah the flamer that's right the big flamer with the hobby goblins logo all over it yeah that's yeah. they have some awesome like true scale uh 40k weapons uh that they're marketing and actually when we were at lso uh Jacob, one of uh your your co hobby goblins, and was talking to Steve uh about putting together a couple of items that we're gonna put uh send out to the UK and they're gonna put up in the studio there too. So
1: we're super excited about that. Like that that's a very we haven't done armor yet, so that's a really nice like thing for uh, we're gonna be able to get our hands on. So
0: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And I'm obviously I love the fact that I can bring two groups of friends together and and t- for this uh, collaboration. So I'm I'm personally very excited about it. So uh all right. So um in the meantime, uh, let's start talking about uh, the, the, the Nasty Boys, uh, the Death Guard. So, um, Robert, what's, what are the expectations of the army? What should people expect if they're going to play this faction for the first time in 10th or if they're facing them for the first time in 10th?
1: So if you're going to face them, we'll start there. Explaining them is a little bit of a different outtake that I have. But facing them, the big thing you're going to look at is almost every weapon in the codex has lethal hits. So durability on your side of the field doesn't matter as much. Um, They have ways of improving lethal hits all the way up to fives. Um, They are deceptively durable with their Terminators. So Terminator builds are very popular right now. And I would say their scoring is actually deceptively strong. Okay, cool. Um, Now, as far as playing them, playing them is a little bit trickier because they're not the faction of ninth, which is where I made my stake, pushing Death Guard at ninth. You look at it where it is now in 10th, and it's it's almost completely different. You do have to play them as more of a kind of like a guerrilla warfare style uh, faction versus I can step out and take some punishment and deal it back. Uh, we're not so good at taking punishment anymore.
0: Okay. All right. So it, overall, obviously, there's you know a couple of the factions that are the most bemoaned um, in tenth edition so far is like leagues of Otan and Death Guard and Admac. Oh, and Admac. Yeah. Um, do you think that? Um, and shout out to the one guy at LSO who brought that back.
1: Yeah. Um, best of faction.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. And um, also an absolute legend. Cause he was wearing a big trouble in little China t-shirt day one. So absolute legend. Um, so no, do you think death guard really deserve the kind of um, uh, negative, negative feelings that there seem to be engendering in people?
1: Um, Light answer is yes. I don't think they deserve to be bottom three. 40k factions right now i think that it's a very heavy flip um i mean last edition they were dubbed the d tier army of all d tier armies and i mean i i took top five at multiple major events um i i won a gt like i pushed them to to a very high limit and it was just because i played them differently than other people um And it wasn't any like crazy cheese or any crazy sauce. It was just mindset and learning how to actually use the faction for what it's good at. And now I think that's super important because it's not just a, you know, I don't just have a flat minus one damage, you know, that you have to work for that. And that really does change the dynamic on how that, uh, payload needs to be delivered.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about how you apply all that. So let's start talking details and talk about the army rule, which is Nurgle's gift. Um, I'll read the text for you and then you just translate that down for the rest of us. Uh, If your army faction is Death Guard while an enemy unit is within contagion range of this unit, subtract one from the toughness characteristic of models in that enemy unit. Contagion range changes over the course of the battle as shown below. So first round, it's three inches. Second round, it's six inches. Third round and afterward is nine inches. So, Robert, is this a strong ability? Is this a mediocre ability? Army ability. What's your thoughts on on Nurgle's gift?
1: I think that Nurgle's gift as an army rule is average. It is right in the middle of of strong or completely useless. It's it's a tricky one though because th- this being a truly passive ability, you know, this isn't like Gene Circle where I'm recycling people, you know, my units right. coming back, or Eldar where it's Fate Dice where I'm just blowing you off the table. Like this is this is a an army rule that you really have to. Almost ignore and let it do what it needs to do while you just work with it. Um, there are a couple of the pieces with this. So like, again, with uh, minus one toughness on a lot of your uh, low-end vehicles is important because now my infantry is wounding you on fours um, versus just sixes or five and sixes with lethal hits. But really, Death Guard excels at punishing infantry. Uh, so sisters... Space Marines, Eldar—I mean, it, take your pick. GSC, uh, take any of those, and I'm just dropping them down to you know toughness two or toughness three on average. And so, if I'm winning you on twos with my basic weapons, I'm going—that's where I'm really going to pull out uh, ahead of you in a lot of trades. Um, there are ways, which we'll get into when we get into like the synergies, that you can actually take this pass ability and make it active. Do stuff with it that makes it a lot
0: stronger than you would anticipate originally. Okay. All right. So um let's just then go right into the detachment rule, which is spread the sickness. If you control an objective marker at the end of your command phase and a death guard unit from your army is within range of that objective marker, that objective marker is said to be infected and remains under your control even if you have no models within range of it, until your opponent controls it at the start or end of any turn. In addition, while an objective marker is infected and under your control, it has the Nurgle's gift ability as if it were a unit from your army. So it gets contagion. So um, is this the part where it becomes, where Nurgle's gift becomes a little more active?
1: Yeah, no. So as a detachment rule, I think sticky objectives should be, honestly, I think it should just be a data sheet ability. Um, It's not that great. However, it's not locked. So like with space brains, they have sticky objectives, right? That's right. their battle line units. This is any unit in the Death Guard. Rhino, Chaos Spawn, um, any character that's Deep Striking, Pox Walkers. There are ways where you can use this against your enemy. Or I can overload a central objective, especially if it's like the ritual where there's very limited objectives in the beginning. And I can say, hey, you need to come fight me off of this, especially if I put like a brick of Terminators behind a building that's on that objective. Otherwise this objective is not going to have a nine inch aura. So even if you kill me off of it, I can move away from it. Um, and now I'm going to have, you know, 18 inch coverage midfield of my contagion, which is minus one toughness. so again, it's, it's not active by any means, but it is something you can leverage. It's just, this is kind of where I feel like death guard slips down a little bit as far as their, their army rule is okay. Their detachment rule is not good. Um, and I say that very maliciously, the, the idea, again, I, I think this should be on, like, the Plague Marine data sheet. This should be their data sheet. Like, this should be one of the things, because what they have now is not good. So, which we'll get into. But this right here, I don't think is a very good attachment.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I've never thought sticky objectives were that great of an idea, because, I mean, unless you're, maybe if you're taking a, a forward objective and then you get shot off of it, it still is yours for a turn. But it, the idea of, I've claimed this, now I'm going to walk away from it completely. And all you have to do is step onto it and b- make it yours. It's, I don't know. I've never, I've never wanted to trust my opponent that much, but yeah.
1: Deep Strike is so relevant in the game right now. I mean, GSC have it, fast Eldar armies, the bikes, sisters can, like, they deep strike with the Zerophim, and then they can move six inches and just walk onto an objective. So you can't, you, you have to be on it to screen them, which means sticky objectives no longer matters. Um, so it's not great for home field objectives again this is something that you may be able to get away with using and might leverage itself later and, and there's, there's some strats that come into play with your contagion um, your, sorry, your infected ob- objectives but all in all I don't think this is where the first index detachment rule should have been
0: okay alright cool um, so uh, let's get into some data sheets before we do that we're going to stop real quick for our second sponsor of the day Color Forge.
2: The competitive 40k podcast is supported by ColorForge. I found Forge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base colors, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to sign up for the competitive Warhammer 40k community Facebook page. Come join the conversation, get all the uh, Vanguard tactics news, and, uh, uh, you know, get the updates whenever I drop these episodes. Uh, So the password for this month is Angron. Remember, no spelling check required. Uh, Just, uh, you know, get close. Um, but make sure you answer all four questions. I have people answering like two questions and wondering why I'm not letting them into the group. You should answer all the questions. So that's why. All right. So with that, uh, Rob, let's get into some data sheets. We start with uh, some characters. Do we, uh, where, where do you want to start? Should we go straight to Mortarian or? Yeah, we can start with the man, the myth, the legend himself. All right, take it away. Um, so as far
1: as data sheets go, I think Morty is Probably one of the top five characters. Um, there are characters that are more useful. But Ordi actually has a good, um, good data sheet. Finally, he finally has his flat two-up save, which they they didn't have in ninth. So Chaff isn't just pulling him off the table. I'm not dying to las guns every turn now. Right. Um, so a two up four up, super good. Um, T12. I mean, that's good. I mean, there's a lot of anti-tank out there. But there's a lot of things like Meltas. Like, I'm not just dying to Meltas spam left and right now. Right. Um, still moves 10 inches, but he has Fly, even though Fly is kind of weird in this edition. Um, leadership 5 is super strong, um, which a Primarch should be a high leadership regardless. So, Battleshock is not going to be very effective on him. And there are. Battleshock is kind of a weird mechanic, all in all, which I'm sure you've covered. But there are times when you definitely want him to be able to use his um, his OC6, like that or his strat to regenerate wounds and stuff like that. So, right. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. He's super strong. His, his melee, his melee, I think is a little slept on, um, 18 inches for rotwind, D six plus three shots, uh, hits on a two strength, seven minus two, one damage. Now, granted strength seven is not like, oh, that's great, but contagion range, you know, there comes a point where if Morty's up in your face and you're now T three or T two or your vehicles are T eight, um, or your like, dreadnoughts or something like that, or they're coming down. Um, it's lethal hits, devastating wounds. Uh, so it's a really good shaft clearing. The lantern, it's all right. Uh, 18 inches, sustained hits D3, which is kind of a fun, fun little uh, line to have there. Strength nine minus three, three damage. It's good just for popping someone in the face, just to let them know you're there. Um, when it comes to melee, Morty's pretty savage. He He will put the hurt on just about any vehicle he gets his hands on. Five attacks, hitting on twos, strength 14. Um, There aren't very many T. There's a lot of T13 out there. It's kind of like that super heavy style bracket. So this doesn't come into play a lot. Um, But, I mean, winning things on twos in a higher range is kind of where that comes into play. Uh, AP minus three, with AP being as hard as it is to come by in this army, AP three is actually really good. and then flat damage four, with lethal hits. Everything is going to have lethal hits unless it's, um, uh, uh, like a vehicle specific weapon, like a, like a specific bolter or the, That's uh, Stubber or something. Yeah. The, the sweep profile, 15 attacks, which is actually pretty solid. Um, strength seven minus one, one damage. Really good at clearing, clearing chaff where Morty really makes his dollar back though. Um, is he has his five up fill in the pain. So you got to keep that. Um, He gets to um, ignore any and all modifiers in an aura up to and including himself. So where that gets really funny is if he's bracketed, you know, anywhere below six or below wounds, sorry, below six wounds, he would normally be minus one to hit, but because of his aura, Lord of the Death Guard, he will always hit on twos. There's nothing you can do. (laughs) Hits on twos, you can't minus one to wound him. You can't minus one AP or... Uh, change his AP characteristic because uh, there's a few things out there that modify the incoming AP uh, yeah, I, you don't because that's, that's a characteristic yeah. yeah you can't modify it um, so that it, he's got a lot of really strong tools and that is an aura so if you could fight around him it's very strong he doesn't have towering he does have fly so he he actually has a lot more tools than he had before and I ran Morty a lot last edition, so I'm excited to actually get a chance to put him back on the table once I figure out the way that I want to play him. Because it is still, it's a very killy uh, meta right now. So Morty does really good when he gets to where he needs to go, but he's still got to get there, which is kind of where he falls short a little bit. Uh, the last half of his data sheet here, though, is the Host of Plagues. Um, it's kind of like how Gilliman has his three abilities he can choose from. Same thing with Mortarian. just kind of like their Primark. Uh, and Angron, you know, take your pick, right? Right. Um, so, there's a couple of things here. So, uh, miasma, which was used to be a minus one to hit, uh, spell you could cast, is now his aura. Um, and it, if you're within six inches of his base, which is a big base, uh, you get the benefit of cover. There's a lot of stuff that ignores cover right now, but it's still not bad. Uh, you do pick any of these that we, I mean, we're going to talk about, you do pick to do this at the top of the battle round. Um, so, you know, if you go second and you know you're about to get shot with a bunch of, uh, uh, Desolation squads or anything along those lines, you know, having some extra armor wouldn't, you know, wouldn't hurt, right? Right. Um, the plague weapons no longer natively have rerolls to one to wound, um, which is uh, kind of sad. But uh, that ability is now an aura on Morty, one of the three you can pick. And it's, that, it's a six inch aura that says you can reroll wounds of one. Um, now, that's not tied to only plague weapons, Like that's everything within range of him which is good, because there are some, some things you do want to have that on. Uh, and then Toxic Present is his last one. Uh, friendly Death Guard was in 12 inches of this model, add three to the Contagion range of that unit. So this is where you can get some of your... Before I talked about making that ability active, uh, this will link in nicely to something else uh, later on on another character deaths or, um, data sheet. But being able to add three inches to a uh, nine-inch aura in turn three, well, now it's twelve inches. That aura is no longer capped, right? So there's ways you can make it fifteen inches. So now you re- you're creating bubbles where you can use abilities later. Because there, there's a lot of uh, stuff that uses battle shock and stuff like that in the Codex that you really want to focus on. Um, if you take Morty, he's a Supreme Commander. That's it. He's your warlord. There's no there's no backdooring it. Uh, which is fine. I mean it should be that way. Um, Typhus may not like it himself, but you know, that is what it is. <laughs> right. So um and no good. I was just gonna say, yeah, I mean, he's sitting at three hundred and seventy points, huge discount from where he used to be at four hundred and fifty. Yeah. So like that three hundred and seventy points for, for his data sheet is actually very strong.
0: Yeah, no, that's a it's a he is very affordable for what he does now. Now, I do like the way that you very politically and very carefully said that um fly is different in this edition. Um most people would say garbage, but you know, that's uh, you know, we we can all hope for I would for, say that. <laughs> yeah, we we can all hope for for something to get FAQ'd in the near future, but uh so speaking of Typhus, um let's uh let's move on to him. Is he uh worth taking or is he I'll leave at home? Typhus is in
1: probably out of the 10 list that I've I've made. He's in probably about 12 of them. Um I take okay. him more than I would take Morty, to be honest with you. Titus oh, okay. is an absolute unit right now. Um, so he's 115 points and for what he brings that is very strong. Um, so he, so as far as him being a leader, he can go into any of the t- Terminators, so the Blight Lord, or the Death Shroud, or he can go into the Poxwalkers. So they're kind of, they re-leveraged his um, uh, Hive Tyrant style, not Hive Tyrant. Um, Destroyer Hive? The, the Destroyer Hive, that's what it was, yeah. He yeah. kind of brought that back in, uh, in the sense of him going with Poxwalkers. And it's the only unit that can attach to Poxwalkers, so you can kind of leverage that however you want to. The big thing for him is that um, any unit that he's part of is permanently minus one to hit in, in melee, which is good. The Eater Plague, um, which is his other ability, uh, in your shooting phase, you can select one enemy unit within 18 inches and visible to the second roll 1d6. Uh, on a one, this unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Obviously, it's pretty much all psychic abilities at this point. On a two through five, the unit, the enemy unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. On a six, it suffers D3 plus three. So that's a pretty decent. I mean, it's just mortal wounds are strong right now. Uh, right. They're, they're everywhere. And so being able to have access to them on our side, it's very, very few data sheets have mortals. Uh, so this is nice to have. The fun thing about the Eater Plague is that when he's embedded in, a uh, Poxwalker unit. Every normally every model that you kill the Poxwalker, and you add uh, a, a Poxwalker back, and you're eating them and turning more into zombies and stuff like that. The Eater Plague does that for you, so you can do that at range. So you, you're just constantly pulling bodies back into your unit. So all, okay. you'll see a lot of people are very fond of running him with the uh, with the Poxwalkers. Okay. Uh, he he is very good at melee. Um, five attacks hits on twos because you know terminator uh character strength nine which is pretty high for any of the infantry right now uh ap2 flat three lethal hits um otherwise he's got a sweep which is 10 attacks uh strength six minus one damage um by himself you know he's he's good but when he's embedded into a unit he brings a lot to that unit and he he can fight back very very well
0: okay um he's just five inch movement like most terminators so he's you're definitely, yeah. you're, you're either camping him in the back with a huge mob of Poxwalkers or you're deep striking him. Or a Land Raider. Oh, yeah. i always forget the Death Guard can take those because I haven't seen those in three I've editions. I've got a list with
1: one of those too. Yeah. I, I've had a Land Raider sitting on a shelf for like two years now. I actually did bring it off recently. Um, it, is, it is nice to be able to put him uh, in five Death shroud because it's six man Terminator Brick and you fit in a Land Raider. Okay. And you just bloop, bloop, you throw him out there. Um, But yeah, so Typhus for 115 points actually does very well. Makes whatever unit he's in, durable in melee. um, And he just, he does mortal wounds, uh, which is a big boon in in this this, uh, index.
0: Very cool. All right. Uh, So um, let's just talk about the Demon Princes with and without wings. Is there a preference? Is there, are they both garbage? Uh, The preference is that I don't take them. Uh, And it's not because they're not good. Like
1: a Demon Prince has its places. Uh, So combining the two of them, they have one fatal flaw and that's not having lone operative. Right? Okay. Yeah. If you get a piece of them, I mean, there are two up safe, or two up four up, uh, T11, uh, T10 on the other one, and 10 wounds. They're not a bad stat line, but there's so much good shooting right now that he has to be behind a wall. He has to be uh, across the map from something. Um, so I, I just don't take them flat out They're They're expensive for what they are. They're 170 points for the non wing. I think it's 185 for the one with wings, if not more, um, the abilities are okay. Um, uh, the, the one without wings gives you a six, out feel up pain, uh, in an aura. That's all right. I mean, a six, out feel pain isn't going to carry the game, but you know, I right. might chip off a wound or two. Right. So like, it, it's not terrible, but it's not what I'm going to go out of my way to get, you know? And then the, sorry, the Death uh, Death Guard Demon Prince with wings. Um, he forces Battle Shocks when he charges people. Uh, oh, and he gets Devastating Wings so, um, on his melee. Um, the one good thing now that, compared to before, is when you had a Death Guard Demon Prince with wings, you had to give up uh, his Flamethrower. But now you can take both. Uh, it's just weird. Last edition, if you had wings, no, no gun. But now you can actually have a gun with him. Um, so the the flamers, I will say the flamers with death card are pretty decent as a baseline. Uh, we'll see that in some of the other data sheets that we go into. But the plague spewers are anti infantry two plus, right? Uh, there's no dev wounds on any of them, but now I'm just, hey, that, you know, aberrant unit, there's no longer minus one. Wound. I'm moving on 2s you know, like there's, there's a lot of good ways to punish infantry in this codex, especially with how prolific the flamers are.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, and so then, uh, moving on to the Chaos Lord. Yay, nay, or just, just take time for the call today? So the Chaos Lord
1: is one of the few characters that gives you a reroll right now. So that is a weird place for him to be. He's not bad by any means. Um, he's 75 points, which is kind of on the higher end for Death card characters. Generally, they're float around 55, 60. Um, but the Chaos Lord, 75 points. Um, his big thing is, and this is kind of going towards that active side of the, uh, army rule here is, um, well, this enemy is within contagion range of this model. So again, it's still only his, but, uh, on a four plus, um, at the end of the turn, you get D three mortal wounds, right? So if, if you can insert him into a midfield scenario and then you boost his contagion ranges by three by six, um, that's a lot of potential for mortal wounds, depending on what you're fighting for. If it's the ritual, which I've brought up before, this is one of those where like you're going to be fighting mostly midfield because of the way that the secondary objectives are spawning, that can be really punishing because I'm just going to sit behind a building. You have to come dig me out, and I'm just going to be throwing out mortal wounds. Um, so he's not bad, but there are better Death Guard characters to be putting in with the Plague Marines. And the Death Guards suffer from a good 80%, maybe more of their characters only go inside Plague Marines. Right, so you kind of run out of ways. Do you want to insert that character into the game, uh, just just off a data sheet lock more or less?
0: Yeah, I have long said the Death Guard are one of those factions that needs a few more data sheets because they just it's a uh, you basically you Pox Rockers, Plague Marines, couple flavors of Terminators. What else you got? Nothing. Vehicles. It's, and then yeah, and then you I go into vehicles. I would love to like, have.
1: They took our Possessed away. That was low. That is unfortunate. <laughs> it's rude. Um, it, it, a couple of things like that, like elite infantry. Like we don't need a bunch of battle line style units. Like the plague Brains do that fine. I think they need to change the, the data card, but like the the plague Brains themselves do fine with it. Um, but we'll kind of get into that. Yeah. In the next bit.
0: Um, and then the cast lord with terminator armor has exact same abilities as the cast lord, just as terminator armor, and so his stats change, but he's got the same, which is kind of rare for us it, to see two data sheets that have the same special abilities. Basically the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it. Chaos Lord and Terminator armor, and this is kind of where this is where I might bring him. Because I've got, I've got specific characters that I want to bring with my Plague Marines. There are some of the next ones we're going to talk about. This one, I wouldn't be mad about someone taking with the Terminators. I think you're going to take Typhus before you take him. But if you have a second unit of Terminators and you don't really know what character you're going to put with them, but you have that extra, extra couple of points, yeah, I mean, put them in there. That's fine.
0: Okay. Alright, cool. Uh, what other characters do you uh, are worth, uh, worth a mention here?
1: Um, so there's three that we haven't gone over that are basically a must-take. And, okay. and this, is, this is one of those where it's like, we're so limited on a lot of things that these being auto-takes is kind of weird. Uh, so we'll start with the one that everyone's running multiple of if they're running Plague Breeze, which is the Biologus fire. Uh So the guy with the grenade racks. Mm-hmm. Um, so his big thing is that he's dirt cheap. Uh, was it 60 points? Uh, He goes to Plague Marines. He can go in a unit that already has a character. That has a leader, sorry. Um, So this is where you get to double up, um, putting two characters in with Plague Marines. This is where you make your your Plague Marines very good. Um, His big thing is that um, he improves the lethal hits by one. So now it's unmodified fives are critical hits. So when you're melee, you're shooting... Uh, melee is really where they're good. Uh, Death Guard does melee very well. Um, but yeah, unmodified hit rolls of fives, very strong. Because there, there's a couple of things that have sustained hits out there um, that you, usually when you use strats, but being able to get sustained hits on fives, plus auto wounding just right off the rip. Uh, that, that goes a long way. Um, and you can, this is one of those units you know, that allows you to use the grenade strat for a second time for free. Um, which is okay because again it's just more wound assets right you know if i'm in within range of you and i can i'm going to use the grenade strat it's it's i've rolled one wound and i've rolled six like it goes either way but it's free so i'm I'm not going to not do
0: that right no that makes sense
1: um so yeah people are he's every time i bring a plague marine unit he's attached to it i don't bring him without it um the other one that is highly worth mentioning here is going to be um Foulblight spawn. So this was the guy that would have in last edition that would have the the fight last.
0: Right. Takes away yeah, your, yeah.
1: Your fight that that
0: guy. He was absolutely ubiquitous.
1: There was always one in every list, and he was always had the v- revolting cinch fats, and he always had the upgraded aura. Like that was what made him good. Uh, he definitely carried me a lot. Um, so he no longer has any of that, which was kind of weird. But what they did give him, and it's a rule that I'm. I'm interested to see how it plays out in 10th. But they gave him the ability to give his unit fight first. Uh, and fight first, as it stands right now, is a lot stronger than it used to be. Oh, absolutely. Um, because it's like, you charge me? Oh, that's cool. I'm going to fight you. Right? You don't even have to fight. No, there's no fight last. There's I fight first. So it's a very weird dynamic. And you don't want to be fighting Plague Marines unless you have something that can stand toe-to-toe with them, Which is not much. Um, when it comes to just straight hand trading. Uh, Terminators probably. Outside of that, I wouldn't do. Um he's still got a pretty decent flamer, but you're you're taking him for the fight first. Um, and
0: how many points is he?
1: Uh so it's fifty-five points. So he's on the, the cheaper side. So oh, like yeah. I said, fifty five 60 is usually where characters fall.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you take three. Uh if like if you run three Plague Marine units, which is kinda like a general, like good benchmark, uh, you take three. Okay. And you put them with the uh uh The the petrifiers for that you know critical hits on fives like it's a very strong turn um, when you get to fight with them. Um, Other honorable mentions: the tallyman gives plus one to hit for a unit that he's embedded with, um, and you still get to farm CP with him in your command phase. It's no longer both command phases like it was in the last edition. Um, I like having him because death guard are very; they have the ability to be very CP hungry if you get to use your strats, which is kind of where they fall a little in a weird spot as far as using their own strats. But like using the grenade strat, using Overwatch, because everything's going to have a flamer on it that can. um, You're going to want CP. And there's a lot of ways to get CP in this game with discarding objectives or whatever. But if I'm taking fixed or um, I don't have the ability to turn or give away something right now, I want that ability to get that extra CP. Plus plus one to hit is nice. So. Generally speaking, I'll try and fit Italian Man in somewhere. Um, Plague Surgeon, everyone had super high hopes for him coming into this edition because you could, you could take him, but he didn't do anything for you before. Now you can return one Plague Marine back into the unit he's embedded with,
0: which is good. I mean, it's not awful. Eh? It's, it's the ability that he should have had in last edition for sure, and we were all shocked that he didn't.
1: Should. Now, if I could give him in a, in a Terminator unit, I would take oh, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's just Plague Braids again. So there, there's a way, like, if you want to put him in a 5 band and then throw that on your home objective and say, hey, and direct me all day long, I'm just going to put bodies back on the table. Sure. But outside of that, you're probably not going to take him because those those leader slots are so valuable with the other characters. Um, yeah, he can heal Death Guard infantry characters, so like Typhus, uh, you, know, you know, Lord of Contagion, like your other characters that are going to be getting beat up a little bit, but he doesn't heal Morty. He doesn't heal Demon Princes. So he, isn't, he doesn't have the value that you would want him to have, even though he is cheap. You just, you're not going to take him.
0: Yeah. What about the malignant uh, playcaster? Uh, playcaster.
1: Yep. Uh, so
0: one of the last couple of characters here.
1: Uh, so the playcaster is in a weird spot. Um. He is, how many points is he? 75 points, which is kind of on the higher side of those infantry characters, right? Um, but it's not, he does provide some decent buffs if you get the ability to use them. Uh, so he's got all, he's got two psychic abilities, so gift of contagion. Um, select one enemy within 18 inches, uh, in your shooting phase, and visible, everything's going to be invisible uh on a two through five the start of your next shooting phase each time a model in the enemy unit makes an attack a melee attack uh subtract one from the wound but basically saying i'm targeting you because i know you're going to charge me you're minus one when you do fight me so it's kind of a weird like it'll pay off later kind of scenario but it's right. also gonna like dissuading people from making that charge it's like hey you're already wounding my plague playing marines on fives because you're using a strength four weapon do you really want to make a sixes like do you want to turn those dice or it's like I'm going to wound you on twos but now it's threes so like there, there's some there is there's a reason to use it it's just not super useful all the time
0: yeah for 75 uh, points there's probably a better place to spend 75 points
1: yeah any of the other characters I listen to um, right. the other ability he has is also in the shooting phase uh, it, his uh, ranged psychic uh, attack which is Plaguewind, if it scores a wound against any infantry unit or enemy infantry unit. Uh, Until the start of the next turn, subtract two from that unit's move characteristic, advances, and charges. So that is good, but (laughs) it's within 18 inches. So, right, like, it's not 24 inches, right? Now, if I'm like, hey, that Terminator unit is now moving four inches or, or less, right, depending on what faction they are, and now you can't advance and charge, and now you can't or you can, but you're going to take a penalty and you're minus two to your charge. And like that's, that's strong. And then there's uh, an upgrade you can give a character that gives them an additional minus two. So like, do you really want to be a minus four in your charge? Um, so like there, there are ways that you want to use this. The downside is that the unit has to be visible. It's super easy to get behind a wall and do what you need to do. But again, super strong, hard
0: to deliver. And that's kind of where the payoff doesn't come into play. Right. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Um, How about uh, let's just then get into the the ubiquitous Plague Marines. Um, I will give one more shout out, though, uh, because
1: it's on every Death Guard player is going to want to talk about it. There's two Terminator characters that are worth mentioning. One is the Lord of Virulence. Uh, He's the guy with the double flamers. His big thing is that he gives um, rerolling wound rolls uh, for range attacks, which is good for flamers that are strength three that we have, and also the plague, uh, plague builders. Okay. Uh, strong, strong. Right. But the thing that everyone's like, oh, I want to take him, is his ability called Blight Bombardment. Each time a friendly Death Guard model makes an attack with a blast weapon, which is going to be your PBCs, fitted Blight haulers with their uh, some of their loadouts, uh, the the big crab guy. I just slipped my brain. But oh yeah, the- so
0: the yeah. I'm blanking on his name too. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I do play with the army, I swear. Um, <laughs> but if it's visible to the Lord of Virulence, you add one to the hit roll for the unit that's making the attack and the attack ignores the ignore cover ability. So my my mortars that are coming from the backfield aren't taking you the minus one to hit penalty for indirect and you're not getting the cover bonus. So like that makes PBCs significantly stronger. So people are... People are almost always outfitting a Lord of Virulence with a Terminator unit and plugging him into a Deep Strike. Okay, like, hey, I'm going to show up later, and you better hope that my PBCs aren't able to do what they need
0: to do. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's yet another example of we're going to nerf indirect fire, except everybody who has indirect fire pretty much gets a way around it. And so yep. the Lord of Virulence is it for the Death Guard. It's if he can, he's he gets to act as a spotter and calling it an Octagon. Exactly. All right.
1: Um, yeah. You know. Granted, you're going to plug him into a Terminator unit, so it is a point seek. Like You do have to tech around it, but if you're taking three bio, or, uh, three BBCs, you're going to take him. So there's, there's no way you're not. Right. Um, and then the last one is a Lord of Contagion, and this is an unpopular opinion, and that's fine, but uh, this is a Terminator character. Uh, he's 100 points, so he's, for a Terminator character, he's right on the cost, so a little bit cheaper than Typhus, um, cheaper than uh, the Lord of Virulence. His big thing, is that the unit he's leading? Whenever they go into melee, they reroll the hit rolls, which is one of the few times you get. So, like, there's the Lord. Of, uh, sorry, there's the Chaos Lord, which allows you to reroll once, right? This is rerolling all, and that is strong. And when you're looking at your Blight Lord Terminators, so you don't really care about the Death Shroud so much, right? That's they're gonna be with Typhus. They're gonna be doing their own thing. Um, the Lord of Contagion makes Blight Lords good because their melee is average, right? They're hitting on threes, but now you're rerolling all. So if you have minus one to hit, cool, still reroll. So that, if you're going to run Blight Lords, I would highly recommend running a Lord of Contagion with them if you can fit them for that one point
0: only. And I'm assuming the Blight Lords have uh, lethal hits on their melee weapons yes. too. You so can you can fish. Fish yeah, for sixes. Okay. All right, cool. And then his other ability is um, in the fight phase, each time a model loses a wound on a four up, uh, the closest enemy unit with an engagement range suffers a mortal wound. So every time, yep, every time he takes enemy- a- okay, oh, okay, yeah, oh, every time he takes a wound. It's not a, a unit in his bodyguard yeah, slot, so, so it's
1: yeah. That one's not really worth talking about because it's like, it's like, oh, your one wounds, Eldar, Phoenix Gem guys, whatever. Like, take some mortal wounds back, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, you know, that's, right. that's
0: the best case scenario. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, and so with that. Now let's talk some, let's talk some uh, Plague Marines. They, hey, my the, one battle line slot. Your one battle line slot. Yeah. Why Poxwalkers aren't battle line either was lost upon me, but...
1: I think that's, again, I tell people a lot when they talk about other indexes, is like, you can tell very much where they want to take the codexes and the detachments. Like, I've played AOS, so I know what detachments in AOS are. That's coming to 40k. Like, the detachments are going to be very unique in their own right. Um, so there's going to be a detachment in the codex that's specifically for Typhus and um, you know, box yeah. markers. Like, right. it's like, it's going to boost that. So like, that'll make them battle line. Like I play courage and overlords in AOS. There is a detachment that makes a specific elite unit battle. Line. And so I, okay. they're going to do that. So got it. But yes, I All agree. Right.
0: There should have been battle line to begin. with. Okay. So plague Marines they're they've got one special rule, which is while they're within range of objective marker each time you take a Battleshock test, add one to the test. And they're, so their they're leadership six plus is they're passing battle shocks on five.
3: Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> so it's good and bad. Like I play a lot of Tyranid players, right? And so for, when they
1: force you to take that Shadows of the War Battleshock test across the board and it's minus one if they have the brain bug, like, yes, at that point, I'm glad that I can hold on to my objectives. But they- Otherwise. Otherwise, that's it. Like- uh, chaos knights is cool, I guess, but it's only when you're on an objective marker you control. So if you're out in the field, or you're moving onto one, or you're contesting one, you don't get to use that ability. So that's kind of where my beef comes with it. Okay. Um, um I mean, outside of that, they're OC two as a general battle line. So like, that's
0: it's good. Uh, um, I, I, oh yeah, and this is this is actually the first uh, index that I've that we've I've done one of these uh, review episodes of where it is post the the little bit of a um data slate uh update that we got so plague marines now can be taken in units of 7 so yeah
1: uh everyone was very upset about that cuz they were like originally the blurb was it's the size of your box and then all the death card players were like there's seven models in this box and now of course one of them's a character with the, the icon which is just silly which whatever but yeah right. so it, there, there was a little bit of beef out there in the the death card community with with GW
0: yeah uh but they fixed that and then, uh, plague marines have a wide swath of weapon options, as they have always had for the last the last couple of editions. Um, is it? Are, are you Even generally just
1: condensing it?
0: Yeah. Are you, are you are you putting your plague marines on anything other than just giving them plague bolters and stick them out there to hold their objectives? I mean, you said give them the um, give them the the flamer. There's got the the plague spearer and the plague Belcher.
1: Yeah. So the plague spearer. Um, so. I actually prefer... My playstyle is I run them very melee-heavy. Um, the shooting is very mid at best, and there are better units for it. But Plague Marines do melee just fine. Um, some would say okay. Uh, they did condense the Plague Marine data sheets a little bit with their, their melee. Um, give them a bunch of extra shooting. Condense their melee. Uh, because before we had like the Cleaver, which was D6 damage... The flails, uh, bubonic axe, the mace—we had like six damage oh, yeah. sheets on just a melee, and they condensed it. So now it's uh, bubonic weapons and heavy bubonic weapons, or sorry, heavy, heavy plague weapons. And then there's still the plague knives that they're all going to come with automatically. Um, I still think plague marines need to be played as a melee unit. Um, so what, the way I'm running them is I'm running them at bricks of ten. Because that's where you're getting the most use out of your characters and because you're gonna you're, now I always put the uh, future fire for the critical hits on fives and then generally I'm running the, the fight first on them because if I have a bunch of fight first on the table you're gonna have to trade with me and it's not gonna go well for you as long as I can control those engagements but I'm running them with uh, my sergeant is gonna have the heavy plague weapon which is three attacks hits on fours strength eight minus two two damage lethal um, which isn't the greatest but when you can take him plus four more marines that have that so now you've got five you five models in that unit so 15 attacks with strength eight minus two two damage um there are ways to get that uh hitting on fours to threes with or uh tallyman if you take them or you know you're doing sustained hits with a strat it's so like this strength eight minus two two damage is like the play border but now it's in a marine, and there's fifteen of them in your face. Okay. Um, and then you're gonna run four four models with the bubonic weapons, which is uh, four attacks hitting on threes, strength five minus two, uh, one damage. Um, the AP on the bubonic weapons is actually kind of the nice part, being at minus two. Um, Death guard is synonymous with AP minus two. It's just been our thing for like the last two editions. Um, so being able to keep good AP on the melee, which is kind of why I, I kind of go back to saying this is where they belong. Um, strength five is good because anything that's, that's that elite infantry that's T6, you know, those randoms, those are now T5 because of my army ability, right? So that's that's actually a pretty good
0: place to put them. Um, okay.
1: Yeah,
3: All right, I mean, cool. They're, they're good. Yeah, it's.
0: Seeing he- hearing you talk about them as a melee option especially in an addition that is very shooting heavy is actually kind of refreshing that there is something that is meant to be melee and does melee well. So I did say earlier you always put a Plague Flamer the model count that I gave you earlier was 5 and 4 so that's 9
1: one Plague right. Flamer. In case some GSC player wants to try and deep strike next to you you just
0: get out of my face. <laughs> and yeah I have some experience with that too so um uh. GSC. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, cultists also strangely not battle battle line, but like you said, probably a detachment later. will give them that. And
1: honestly, I think cultists are, you know, there's not a whole lot of death guard players at tournaments right now because they're just getting crushed when they do show up. Um, a couple of guys out in Europe are doing pretty good with it. Um, one of the guys, uh, a really popular Death Guard player, Aiden, he, he did well with, with Death Guard. Um, but I think that cultists are generally, you want one or two units in every list you make because of scoring. Uh, the big thing here is they don't do anything for your army. Absolute garbage on everything that they do, except they have a six inch scout. So they're good for zoning, they're good for getting out and grabbing an objective, for contagion. Uh, for you know, lighting up a, an objective with that's make it infected. Um, Doing rituals and, like, and putting cool. out an
0: objective
1: ritual, I do that with them because um, they need to be able to hold the objective in order to do certain actions and stuff like that. Um, the other big thing is uh, earlier I talked about the secondary scoring. I like to take cleanse as a fixed secondary in a lot of games. Um, so, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot. 10th edition is basically Hero Hammer, so it's not a bad idea to take Assassinate in a lot of games. If you're playing Knights, you're going to take Bring It Down. Uh, There's a bunch of different ways you can do it, but it's really hard usually to find a good secondary objective to go with a fixed game. And so I take Cleanse and look at... I can just throw two units of cultists upfield, get my first turn to Cleanse, and now after that, I've got the rest of my list moving forward, pushing onto these midfield objectives. So you can't stop my scoring if I get to play the game I want to play. Um, so I, th- I do think cultists are extraordinarily strong in that specific style, which is where I've had the most uh, good news with them.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I think it's funny to to see a unit that has exactly zero special rules. They just have that scout six inch move. That's it. That is their entire function. GW has said if you want to use these, they have exactly one purpose. That's it. That's all you get. Move on. And they do that one thing pretty okay all right. Uh, and then pox walkers, they got some text on them. You're only
1: taking them if you're taking them with with Typhus, typhus. really um, it's nice they have a 5 up filling up pain there's still T4 1 wound uh, they regenerate if they kill models the big thing here is like it's kind of a it's a fun cheese it's not super competitive but it is fun you take 20 pox walkers and you put Typhus in it and you say Typhus now has 26 wounds with a 5 up filling up pain <laughs> right that's that. like that's the yeah. unit uh, so like it's like him or Morty Like which one has more wounds the answer is Typhus with his pox walkers right Right. Um, at the end of the day, though, they're still box That's still a pretty decent footprint because um, they they are on the small bases. But you know, line of sight's Cut. a luxury in this game, so I, I want to be able to hide stuff. So I prefer the Terminator brick. But there is an argument to be made for the Poxwalkers walkers keeping Typhus alive.
0: Okay. All right. Um, and then that I think that's it for infantry. We've covered all the characters, so this just leaves us with vehicles, right?
1: Oh I mean, we got the Terminator units.
0: Oh right, well yeah, don't, we'll get to that. Don't them. take
1: away my two my two good units here.
0: Um, <laughs> my bad. So uh, and those, those, I'm scrolling down here. All right, yeah. So blight lord terminators. Another unpopular opinion,
1: and we did miss a character earlier, but I'm going to bring it up here in this section too. Uh, okay. But so the blight lord uh, terminators, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, pound for pound, they're a decent terminator unit at its core. Um, the problem is, is they're a four inch move. They're slow as all heck, right? That, that, that's it. You're, you're crawling up the field. Or you're deep striking. Them. There is no in-between. Um, if you take it, a single unit of five, you can put a character in them and you throw them in a land raider. But I would rather do that with Death Shroud, which is what I brought up before. What they do have is they have decent shooting. Um, they have the, the Reaper Auto Cannons, which are only one damage, but they do have devastating wounds the sustained hits, right? So they can kind of play around a little bit. Um, the plague, combi bolters are pretty decent. Rapid fire with lethal hits. You can kind of fish for those on the Lord, with the Lord of Contagion that I brought up earlier. Um, oh, so that was only melee, but uh, with um, Cast Lord. Sorry. The big thing is that when you get them into melee, they have they still have access to the flail, actually called as the flail of corruption. Um, they didn't just bubonic weapon. It um, strength five minus one two damage. It's not bad. Six attacks, right? But that's really it. The other thing they have is uh, the Bubonic Blade, which is Strike 5 minus 2 one damage, which is what, which is what the Plague marines are using. So I can either take a 100-point melee unit of Plague marines just straight and get the same output from their melee, or I can take a 5-man for 175 of the Blight Lords. More durable, but their output's about the same. right? And I can get more characters over here to, to buff them as I needed, where you can only take 3 or 4 characters in a Blight Lordy. And I mean their their ability is uh re rolling wound rolls of one. Uh when you shoot. It's just a plague weapon rule they they had before. Yeah. It's it's uh, okay. Yes. I mean yeah. it's great if you if you're loading them up with the flamers and stuff like that or even the uh the auto cannons, because you're fishing for the for the flamers is the wounding on twos for infantry, right? So for re rolling ones, I'm basically guaranteeing every shot that goes out is a wound. Then anytime you can re roll something into a dev wound is nice. So I will give them that, but otherwise, I don't take them in any of my lists. I don't.
0: Okay. Um, but the ones you are a fan of are the Death Shrouds.
1: Huge fan of Death um, so we'll start off with one, they look way cooler than Vivars. <laughs> Rule of cool matters a lot, right? In Death Yes. So cool. Every yeah, the- they'll have sides and capes. Come on. <laughs> like it's um, the big thing here is that. Um, generally speaking, begin with with tenth being hero hammer. Right, every character does something for your army that you want to take. You need to put them in a unit that can keep them alive. And Death shroud have as long as there's a character inside, the unit is minus one to wound always, right? And that is oh sorry not always. It's, it's if the strength of the attack is is greater than their toughness, which is T6. But if you're shooting them with um, meltas or last cannons or larger weapons. That's going to be where you make your money back. So it's minus one to wound. If you take them with typhus, minus one to hit, minus one to wound, right? Their ranged weapon is only their plague spread gauntlet, so it's their mini flamer. Um, the champion still carries two. Every other one carries one. Kind of a weird rule, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Anti infantry four plus strength three. Um, still got the pistol, so it's good. Uh, if you need to be able to use other abilities like Overwatch, right? You charge me through a wall. I'm still gonna flame you, right? Like I, I, do think honestly that is a very strong mechanic that people need to utilize more in the games that I've watched or helped uh, coach. Is if that unit has a pistol flamer, you need to be leveraging it. Um, and it's twelve inches to shrink. You know, it's D six shots, so you're getting uh, sixty six out of a five man unit. It's not bad. It, it it will punish something, and that's what's important because it has lethal hits. Oh, sorry, it's a, a anti infantry four plus. Yeah. Um. They're they're melee those. Being able to get two damage on a melee on a Terminator body that's hitting on twos, that's where that it's really nice because it's four attacks each hitting on twos. Strength eight minus two two damage. That that the standard Death Guard line minus two two damage, like that. Right. Um, it's the chorus. That's that's very strong. So you're taking a unit of five plus Typhus if you're putting him in a line reader, or just a unit of six and, and Typhus if you're doing anything else with them. Um, Twenty four attacks hitting on twos. Like that's not that's not nothing to snuff at, and that's just the strike. They have a sweep profile which is six hits. So now you got thirty-six attacks coming out on twos. The swipes don't have any AP, uh, which kind of eh. But there are ways again. The strats that Death Guard have can leverage that a little. Okay. Um, now the big thing that we that we skipped earlier, and this is on me. Um, so all the Terminators are three wounds, which is kind of a weird damage profile for a lot of armies because there's a lot of two damage and there's a lot of D three plus or D3 plus three or whatever, right? There's not a whole lot of flat three out there. Um, the one character that when they revealed this, everyone went out and kit bashed or bought 12 of is the Death Guard Sorcerer in Terminator Armor. His ability, and the, the only reason you take him for the ability, um, is the, uh, in the fight phase, uh, you you target an enemy on a two plus plus. it's subtract one from their melee damage profile. So two damage goes down to one. Three damage goes down to two. So that's just a huge durability boon for your Terminators. Um, I've got a list right now of oops all terminators, like you take him automatically. It's him, uh two of them and a typhus and three units of Terminators, and you just go sit somewhere. You're like all right, come dig me out.
0: Okay. Just camp out inside of a terrain piece or something or behind a building and say
1: I, I don't need to step out to score. You need to stop me from scoring. You got to come dig me out. Good luck.
0: All right. Cool. Now, I don't think I've forgotten any more infantry units. No, I think we're good now. Uh, so now we, can, now we can move on to the vehicles. Uh, Hellbrutes worth the mention or just keep scrolling? Hellbrutes are interesting, but I'm not taking them.
1: Okay. The big thing, the only thing worth mentioning on them is when they target something, it, if they hit it, they make that unit be in contagion range. So you can tag something in the backfield and say you're in contagion range now. In an aura around your model, my mortars are coming in next, right? So it's not, it's it's good, but points wise, you're trying to take other stuff in the army. So I
0: don't I don't take them a whole lot. Okay, all right, and then oh yeah, chaos spawn. That was the other thing I, we were forgetting about. Meh. The chaos spawn. The chaos spawn. You,
1: you, you take them if you have points that you need to plug. That's about it.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, my Fenix Blight haulers. In a weird spot right now. One of the weirdest names. They do
1: have very good names in Death Guard. I will give them that. Yeah. Um, so the Blight Haulers are strange. So they get plus one to wound against vehicles, <clears throat> which is good. There's a lot of vehicles in the meta right now. The problem is, is that they're melee. Like they have 18 inch multi meltas. Multi meltas aren't as strong as they were before.
0: No, the multi meltas. Right, multi meltas
1: governed ninth edition. Yeah.
0: Like if you had Meltas, you took
1: them in Ninth Edition because they were so strong. Meltas are basically anti-elite infantry now, which is a weird place to put them. But now yeah. you get plus one wounds. So you're basically wounding most vehicles on fours. Is is at the end of the day, it's fours or threes, depending on what class of vehicle you're shooting into. Still D6 damage, um, two shots. The crack missiles are alright, but the problem is, is that they're just you want to be running. It, it, You don't want to be running a bunch of methodic by haulers because then your actions are going to suffer. Uh, your board presence is going to suffer. Um, and this is the way I like to play is board presence. I like, I like playing horde armies without the horde mentality. Like I like board control. I like being able to do what I want to do and make you suffer for doing it against me. Right. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of by haulers in that sense, um, because they are still expensive. I mean, they are 115 points a piece. Most people are going to want three. Well, that's th- almost 345 points. That's yeah, almost two full units of Plague Marines or uh, two Plague Burst Crawlers or something like that. Like there's, there's a weird dichotomy between you want to take them because there's so much vehicle in the meta. Death Guard aren't great into vehicles by themselves, but they don't do enough for me to warrant the
0: cost. Fair enough. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was so. just looking at the stats while you were talking. I was like, I wonder how much these are. I clicked over to, to the other screen. I went 115 points. What? For- that's a
1: typhus. You know, like, it's like, right? One of those yeah, typhus. Like it's, it's.
0: Yeah, that's not even. A, yeah, that's not even a conversation. So, um yeah, if if the the plus, the, the tank counterability, the plus one to wound against vehicles is great. If they had something that was stronger than a strength nine, 18 inch multi-melta, like you know, cares. if
1: the multi had like if it was like D6 plus two or like, cause there's multiple, right. But it's thought to be with half range. Right. If it was D6 plus two minimum or something like that, like a special death guard ability that would make it a little bit more interesting, but flat D6, that's yeah. way too swingy to play in a game.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there's the other, what might be considered a fast attack choice for, for de- on death guard standards. Anyways, the, the fetid bloat drone. So I, I have used them so
1: many times before 10th edition it was always two or three in every list i love them the flush mowers were awesome uh i never used the flamers. i was i was a weird stepchild in that regard um, the rule isn't actually great it's you can shoot if you fall back and you can de- declare a charge um so there are there are good ways to use it but it's not if you have to play a very specific way to make the use of the, the blow drones. Um, generally speaking, if you're getting in combat with these, it's either late game, and they've, they've tabled you in other places, this was defending its own board edge, or you're running it with the Plague Mower, which is fine, which is the way to run them, in my opinion. Um being able to fall back if it survives and jump in something behind them, because again, it has fly, right? So you can jump over it. can't jump over a building, but you can jump over a unit. And say, cool, I'm gonna charge this next thing and get in your backline. There is a way to use them for them to be good. I'm just so set on the infantry being the way to play Death Guard right now that until the FAQ comes out and balances a few things, I'm not taking a whole lot. The Flesh Mower is good with Tank Shock. Um, people do like Tank Shock. They don't people don't use it a whole lot, but you know, knights have access to it on a couple things. Flesh mower is strength ten, right? So that there's a good you're generally rolling 12 dice just because of the way the, the tank shocks worded. Mortals are mortals, so it's not bad. Um, but it's AP one now, so that's kind of a give. There's a lot of yeah. armies that can modify that, so it's not great, but it is good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about running them with, um, you know, in strategic reserve with the um, rapid ingress? So this is where we get into the death card like a lot of CP, right? I
1: use rapid ingress every game. It doesn't matter what faction I'm playing. Whenever I'm telling you this thing, I always use Rapid Ingress. I think it's one of the best strats in the game right now. As long as you have the ability to use it. Like People can play around it. It is so strong, right? The problem with that is the CP I'm spending on Rapid Ingress means I'm not going to be able to use my sustained hit strat or um, a critical interrupt if I'm not running fight first on something else or rerolling rolling damage or a saving throw if I have to if I need to keep Typhus alive because someone just chewed through six Terminator bodyguards or whatever. Like there are times where you want to keep Typhus in the game or not or just any anybody in the game. Morty, you gotta make sure Morty's on the on the table doing his thing. Um, so if you're not taking a Tally man and you're not burning objectives on the, the tactical you're just you know throwing oh I can't do investing signals. I hate that one. Boom. Here's an extra C P if you're not able to do that, rapid ingress albeit one of the things I do always, will penalize you later in the game when you need to be using that CP for other things. So again, it's good if you want to build around it, but you can also just rapid ingress a bunch of So Yeah, okay. That move four inches up the table.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, the Feta Blow Drone is a 10-inch move, t- T9, three-up save, 10 wounds, and it has a five-up end zone. so uh, yep. it has some... Save. Yeah, it's it's got some it's got some play, but I, I would take it um, on good faith that you since you know what the hell you're talking about with this faction that um, builds your play style around it. It sounds like, or don't bring them. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, all right. And then there is the absolutely ubiquitous PBC, the plague burst crawler that everyone learned to um, hate and fear in ninth edition, and it got a huge nerf which made me so bad initially,
1: and then I realized that it just made the other guns better. Um, so the Entropy Cannon took a huge range nerf down to 24 inches. Um, when I say huge, it's relative because it, it used to be 36 before. Right. From 36 to 24 on my pretty much my main source of anti-tank, huge. Right? Um, that, is a, that is a gun that has D6 plus one damage, right? The Melt is done, but that one does.
0: Right. Um, and it's strength 10. Yeah. And I mean, you're making,
1: you know, so like many knights, you know, fear me because I'm going to make him last one toughness. I'm winning you on threes. No rerolls though. Um, the problem is, is that, so once we get into the synergy part, so right now you're running it with the Rahel Volley Gun because it's got rapid fire three vehicle hits. There's no AP, but you're just using it to clear chaff. You should be running it with the, um uh, the flamers because deep striking is so easily easy in this edition that you need to be able to punish people it has anti-infantry two plus right that's huge if i can defend this i don't need to worry about gene sealers popping up in my three inches away giving me demo charge mayhem i don't need to worry about sisters um you know dropping infernal pistols behind me and 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 blowing me up off on objective stay away from me and i'm not going to bother you um the thing that makes them strong though is the mortar and its ability uh, so D6 plus three shots, now, huge. Before it was just straight up D6. Every Death Guard player knows you roll a one on the number of shots in ninth edition, you're going to re-roll it and get another one. And you just burned three CP because you also did the CP for uh, uh, the extra damage and everything before. So PBCs were our most hated unit and also our most effective unit. Um, but now, so D6 plus three shots, strength eight, they're minus one now, which is kind of eh. But if you take them with that Lord of Virulence, they get to keep that minus one in indirect because you're ignoring cover. So, like, that's another reason that you would take them, right? The two damage, strength, are the, sorry, range 48, it's good. The blast, blast is super strong right now because it's on five models. So, basically, every unit you shoot at, you're going to get an extra shot. Um, but the ability is that once, if you hit a unit with your mortar, as soon as you're done shooting, they take a battle shock. And not everyone thinks that battle shock's that great. Because it doesn't do enough to really punish a lot of people. But there are ways... I, I, I expect that there will be some things that come up with Battleshock later that make it good. But right now, being able to turn off the ability for someone to do Overwatch on me when I charge, huge. Penalizing someone and punishing their primary, huge. It, it, stopping them from doing any strat, really, not just Overwatch. Um, their, their character ability where you can give them minus two to their leadership. That we were talking about earlier if they're in contagion range well i can do that i can have them in contagion range of that character with the other buffs of you know plus three to their range from an aura or ability so now that unit that i'm mortaring that in turn three where i have nine inch contagion range now my other container is 12 inches so i've got that unit that i'm outside of mortars come in hit them they they couldn't have overwatched me to begin with because i was outside of a building uh or just out of line of sight but now they can't uh, they're taking a Battleshock out of minus two, which is huge just for me, just because I shot at them. So now they can't interrupt. I can guarantee that I'm going to get my fights. I can, I'm not going to get overwatched. There's got to be no heroic intervention because I'm running two of BBCs and I'm shooting them over the walls, right? Um, this, is, this is making the active part of the army rule something viable. It's not going to win you a game in every game you play, but it is going to make those tight games a lot less stressful when you can punish the other player just for standing there.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. Um, what? Oh, and then there's the land Raider, which you, uh, uh, mocked me earlier for not remembering that it exists. <laughs> They're good.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a beefy boy and it drops terminators in your face.
0: Right. It's a, it's a land Raider, just like every other land Raider and every other Marine faction. It's got the assault ramp and, uh, plus yep. it has the contagion range, which doesn't hurt.
1: And it so, can hold an objective very well.
0: Yeah. With OC five and 12 T 12 and 16 wounds and all that. So, yeah. all right. Um, I have seen, uh, and one of the other guys on our team, uh, uh, David Turner over in the UK he's he is, we call him death guard day. Like that's his only faction. Um, and he's been swearing by the predators. What are your thoughts predators on that? He's got a
1: huge glow up. Um, I, I agree. I think predators are good not a lot of death guard players have them right because we didn't use them prior right they, they just predators were like if he had the kill shot strat last edition like you would use it and cool but you were if you're running them you were running iron warriors because that was just the way to play them right but you don't do that uh now because they don't exist um i i do like the predators um it's just the short end of the stick like um the uh predator, what is this, the annihilator, uh re-rolling damage rolls a one. There's nothing that makes me more mad than rolling a uh a, a D6 and rolling a one. Right. You know. Um so now my twin las cannons, I'm guaranteeing better damage output. It's not bad. Yeah. Um and they're not super expensive. Uh what is this? So the it's 130 points for for a last Cannon chassis. Um if you're shooting at it, you're not shooting at my Other assets like my rhinos that are delivering for marine, like marines, so it's kind of a toss up. Um, the other predator, when it targets infantry, gets an extra AP, which is good because some of the other factions, like Delamar, uh, have stupid AP, right? Everyone, right? b 235 it doesn't matter. Banshees, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> death guard don't have that, right? AP is not great, it's one or two outside of a couple characters. Um, so being able to push your AP on any shooting that you do against infantry, um, like my auto cannons going from one to two, flat three damage, that's good. Um, you're probably going to take the last cannon variant, uh, the Annihilator, more than you would take the other one. But if you're going to take it, having an extra AP when you're shooting at Terminators or regular Marines or uh, just anything that you want to do three damage to consistently, that's good. Uh, Custodies, yeah, I'm going to try and dump as much AP and, and damage into them as I can. Um, right try to get him to force force saves force to save make him take the damage because i don't want to go step up to him i'm not going to lie to you so i'm going to try to make it do it from a distance um yeah i, I agree I, I agree with dave the the predators took a huge blow up i don't okay. think they're being utilized enough right now but that could change after the september um faq comes up
0: all right cool uh and then uh oh rhinos you mentioned them a second ago um we'll come MVP back to the defiler, list. but yeah. I was gonna say Rhino Rush.
1: Uh, if I take a unit of Plague Marines and I've got the points, I'm putting them in a Rhino. Um, the Rhinos are too good to not take. There's too much indirect in the game right now. I don't want my Plague Marines getting punished early, so I'm gonna, you know, I, I've got a, a Death Guard Hordeless, which is five or six Plague Marine units and three Rhinos. So I've got one that's gonna have rerolling charges coming out of Deep Strike or off of Strategic Reserve. I've got one that's gonna start out and three that are gonna be Rhinos that are. just Advancing and doing a building as soon as they get the opportunity. I, I don't. I don't play a game without at least two rhinos.
0: All right, cool. Uh, and then what about the uh, the the defiler? There is a so there's a weird
1: dichotomy with defilers. There's the defiler, which is spiky and strange crab, and then there's the demon soul grinder. Right. So you kind of look at them and you say they're the same, but they're not. Um, the defiler uh so they both had the same scuttling walker where if it's a building less than four inches which you're really only ever going to see if you go play on gw format terrain that four inches is very specific to GW format right it's like most flg or anything it's all five inches or, or less They're like there's a the five inches of the cutoff because that's what we've played for for six years right um so scuttling walker allows you to move over four inches or less which is handy sometimes right in very specific situations um they're tough. I mean, they're T10. 5-up uh, Demon Save for the Defiler. Um, OC5. They'll hold a quarter fairly decently. Um, I'm not taking them. But I do know there are people out there that are taking like a handful of Defilers, a handful of soul grinders, and a Morty, and they're just like, let's go. Like, it's just an all-mechanized all list. Um, it has legs. It has a lot of legs, technically, because there's six legs per grab but um,
0: <laughs> I was going to say death literally, literally.
1: Um, yeah. I, they're, they're okay. Okay. They're not as good as the soul grinder. And that, that, that's the point you would make later is there's better allies to take. So
0: yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to ally in, are you going to take a soul grinder? Are you going to take a couple of chaos nights? I love. So uh, the original person I saw
1: running, this was Don, who's uh, another death guard native that everyone in the community knows. Uh, he was running a tyrant with uh, the flamer and the harpoon, which I think is super funny because um, I run it with the uh, the plasma and the volcano lance because again, death guard aren't super great at anti tank, but nothing says uh, get off my lawn like a volcano lance. Um, <laughs> it's true. So uh, I like a big knight. I also like this is something I haven't play tested enough to really be comfortable with in like a tournament setting, but taking a tree, uh, feculent normal and, and, uh, taking a, a guo or even Rodigus, really, they're about the same points. I think the Rodigas is like five more points. You make it minus one to hit and you say, here's this, it, it has the durability of a knight with a permanent four up. Um, so, you know, a thousand suns to eat my soup. Like you, I'm going to save on fours for your stupid bolter stuff and your flamers. Um, but yeah, uh, I think there's, 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 Death Guard benefit greatly from allies. Some people run three mini knights or the one big knight. Um, when it comes to demons, though, uh, soul grinders people are taking a lot of soul grinders because they get the indirect uh, flim bombardment uh, weapon for Mark of Nerval, which is what you're going to have in that army. But yeah, I, there, there's a there's a ton of different ways to do it. I do like the idea of the tree and the Gula though, because I'm basically saying this quarter you have to come dig him out, and he's a big boy. That butt flap is hiding a whole lot of stuff for you.
0: So come get it. (laughs) All right, cool. And then the last and probably least, we're just going to mention it because everybody knows I have a thing for fortifications. Um, The miasmic malignifier. It has putrescent fog that makes um, an attack that targets it. Uh, A death guard unit that's wholly within, that's the problem. Why is it wholly within six inches? It's a death guard unit. You can have like seven or 10 of them. You're not going to squeeze them all in and crowd around this thing to give it a minus no, one you're going to
1: get you're going to get Typhus and his Poxwalkers. That's about it. Uh, vehicles are more or less excluded from this because of the Holy Within. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked my like, malignifier last edition. I took it to ACO. Not ACO, sorry. Um, Cherokee uh, before the index drops. Um, one of the weird things is that it doesn't mention. Uh, so the malignifier is one piece of the train. Uh, and there was another piece of little pipe that came off of it. I already forgot the name of it cause I haven't used it in so long. Um, but they don't mention that at all. So like, cause before it was a two piece set that it, it was included and now it's no longer in the wording for the malignifier.
0: Right. It's in the picture on the yeah, card, but, it, but it's so like yeah.
1: now it's like the webway gate has a very specific way you want to set it up. Cause like they, they talk about it in the webway gate, uh, description. Right. Malignifier doesn't have that. So it's kind of weird. Like, how are you going to play that? um, But I mean, overall, like it's just, it's good for infantry, I guess, if you want to have a bunch of terminators up on an objective that you want to keep them wholly within six of this thing. Cool. They have an extra minus one to hit. Um, So 115 points.
0: Yeah. But I was going to say at 115, probably not worth it. So, okay. Plague Marine unit. Yeah. All right. So that's all the data cards. We're going to run back to the beginning now and uh, of the index cards and just real quick skim through the uh, enhancements of strats so uh we'll start with enhancements since we just talked about data sheets and how you want to buff these guys uh the first one is living plague death guard model only add three inches to the range of the bearer's aura abilities including nurgle's gift how much of an auto take is that for you um well out of the four here uh if i have to take two
1: i might take that one um it's good if you're going to use it to help affect the Battleshock test, which I brought up before.
0: Right.
1: It's 20 points, though, which is pretty stout as far as enhancements across the game go.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, whoa, okay, hold up. I, I was like... I looked at that, and I'm like, oh, this must be the 10-pointer. 20 points?
1: No. 20 points is pretty stout for a 3-inch aura. And the yeah. problem is with, with 10th edition, all the abilities are leader-based. Like, it's inside this unit, this is a thing, right? Right. You can't put this on Morty. You can't put it on Typhus. So you're gonna put it on a handful of units that give you extra contagion range. Basically, is what this is saying. Barring the ability to give minus two to a leadership test on one of the characters, which is what you would use this for. Okay. So All right. If you're gonna run that that play style, you run that.
0: Huh. All right. And speaking of wars, you want to do the next one, the droning? Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, while an enemy, uh, unit is within contagion range of the bearer. Which is specific because it's not the unit, right? Um, each time that unit fails a battle shock test on a two through five, it suffers one mortal wound. On a six, it's D three. Um, the wording here, why I said that's important, is is you're measuring to the model, right? So if it's a unit that's combined into a ten man plague marine brick, if it's back here, that um, the contagion range is based off of that, right? It's not the unit, so you can't really cheese it a whole lot, and that's kind of where it gets a little weird. Um, but also. It's ten points, so it's cool if you're gonna bring it. But it, you're maybe doing a mortal wound on a handful of things if it fails, right? Right. If it was just take a battle shock test and a mortal wound, it'd be way better because it's just three yeah. mortals. But this is like you have to fail, and so unless I'm facing uh, out of synapse tyranids or like cultist spam, like it's really not that great.
0: Right. Yeah. It's the it, the fact that you have to fail a battle shock test to then take the mortal wounds, really sucks the life out of it.
1: And it's, it's fill the battle check test and then roll a D six on a two through five. Like you can still right. fail it on a one. Right. So That's like true. that, anything that gives me a fail contingency, I'm not a huge fan of.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never trust the dice. Um, so, uh, all right. Then there's deadly pathogen. Add one to the strength and attacks characteristics of the bearers, melee weapons while the bears within range of an infected objective marker. You control add two to the strength and attacks characteristics of the bearers, melee weapons instead. So that seems pretty decent. So
1: this one is, it seems decent. It's actually extremely deceptive. It's not bad. I would take this on a majority of my Terminator characters, even the, the Chaos Lord, right? Because it's extra strength, extra attack. The extra attack is really what's important, um, but potentially two extra attacks, right? right? The problem is, is that the wording is within range of an infected objective marker. So you had to have already held it in order for that to proc, you have to hold an objective in your command phase, and then it infects. It's not I charge you. I now I now have more models on this. It's basically saying uh, someone okay. charged me on an objective I own and have owned, and thus I get to defend it better. Which is why I'm saying death guard are better at defending than they are attacking. You know the whole come dig me out, I dare you. Um, so this one is kind of weird. It's good when it's good,
0: right? When when you can when you can. Activated, it's good, but yeah, the fact that I was—I was thinking that somehow, i was thinking that you that objective marks were infected as soon as you control them, but you said it's during the command phase that they that it becomes infected. So okay, all right, and then the last one, Shamble Rot.
1: I take this one in almost every list. Now it's twenty-five okay. points, which is pretty stout. Um, half a character, but it's minus two to your choices. Um, it's good. I mean, sure. Yeah. I like to use it as a. I'm a very cagey player, so I'm gonna put. I'm gonna measure your movement. I'm gonna say, all right, if you have an advanced charge, I'm measuring on a four that you're rolling for this advance and charge, right? I'm gonna place it in a way that you wanna charge it, but that extra two inches is gonna matter, right? So that you know, I'm gonna put it on a plague marine unit with a fight first opportunity, and I'm gonna make it to where your mo- not every model, because especially with the way engagement range is now, that minus two affects a lot of models. So you may not be able to get every model and do engagement now because of that extra minus two that your unit took. So even if you tag me, I'm going to punish you more than you're going to punish me. So this is a very strong enhancement. It's, it's in every list I make.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Then uh, that takes us to the strats. First one is Ferric Blight. One CP when you're, uh, you activate it in your, sh- in your shooting phase or the fight phase. On uh, any one death guard unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight yet this phase. Till the end of the phase, each time a model in your uh, unit makes an attack, improve the AP by one. If the target of that attack is within contagion range of an infected objective marker you control and a critical wound is scored for that attack, improve the, a- the AP by two instead. So a lot of T's and C's there. It's a
1: wall, wall of text.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but again, this is one of those where there's a lot of fine lines here of if it's a infected objective marker like again very strong at defending an objective come dig me out right um, so here this is where I was saying that AP very strong um, if I can make certain things um, you know looking back to that, that predator right it was AP1 on a three damage auto cannon was AP2 if I'm shooting infantry now if I'm on an objective it's AP AP3 right like there are ways to really make that strong um, really good in melee because you want to be punishing as many uh, ap strats as you can get your hands on it's one CP with no caveat of, as to unit size what it can and cannot be used on it just shooting phase or five phase so this is a very good strat as far as the as far as our strats are concerned
0: yeah it's uh <laughs> I like it you got to qualify it as your strats go so there are better strats in the
1: game our strats this is a good strat
0: yeah all right you want to do the next one
1: yeah, Singuish Flux. This is, um, this is a sneaky one. Uh, so it's in the fight phase. You select a Death Guard army or unit in your army that hasn't fought yet. Um, and to the end of the phase, weapons equipped by models in the my unit have sustained hits one, while your unit is within range of an affected control marker, sustained hits two. The reason this is a sneaky one is that earlier I mentioned the Putrefier giving you critical hits on fives, right? Right. So now my sustained hits are popping on fives, which is good because I can also pop that with Ferric blight. Right. So this uh, CP hungry, right? right. We're saying my two da- or strength eight minus two, two damage attacks. If are critical hits can go up to AP three, if I'm using the, the Ferric blight strat, but Oh, by the way, I'm also getting sustained hits one or two, depending on where I am on the battlefield. Like right. which is another reason bringing it back is why I run cleanse a lot of the objectives. Cause if you want to come dig me out, I'm going to fight you tooth and nail to, to keep that objective and I'm going to win. Th- this is kind of where I was talking about synergies of secondaries that you're trying to get tying into how you're going to get them. Come dig me off an objective. I dare you.
0: Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. The next one is, uh, at least the name is an old, uh, favorite, disgustingly resilient TCP CP, it in the fight phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. Uh, the strat is targeted on one Death Guard unit that was selected as the target of one or more enemy units' attacks. Till the end of the phase, minus one damage. It literally is Disgusting Resilient from Ninth edition just turned into a strat. But an expensive strat at 2 CP. 2
1: CP, which because everybody starts with zero out of some sp- very specific circumstances, this strat, you might might get to use once per game. It's, yeah. it's not good. Um, it's, it's only in the fight phase, which is a huge caveat, right? So if it was shooting...
0: Yeah, especially in a shooting edition.
1: <laughs> if it was shooting, and I've got Predators out there with three damage shots or Meltas shooting against Morty or something, right? Um, two damage is pretty relevant on a lot of shooting basic attacks um, to protect my Plague Marines. If it was 2 CP and it was either phase, fine. Like I'll, I'll eat it. Right. I don't like it, but I'll eat it only in the fight phase.
3: Um, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Yeah.
1: And this is this, this made a lot of people in the community mad, for good reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Two CP is it's, it's almost like, look what you c- could have, but you can't have it cause you don't have CP. So it's uh, yeah, it's a little rough. Uh, all right. Next one's yours.
1: Um, in your command phase, you can use Gift of Decay for one CP. Uh, select a Death Guard model from your army. That model regains D3 Lost Wounds. Um, if it's within contagion range of an infected objective marker, it regains flat three. This is good on Morty on or on any character when you're dealing with uh, GSC or a lot of the Assassin-style armies. Um, you know, there's some armies that have more precision than others. Like we have zero precision in our yeah. in our index, right? Um so this is good for that. But um specifically on Morty because before you couldn't use the strat we had in the last edition on Morty. You had to bring in Nurgle allies to cast a spell on them, which they then took that away after the new Demon Codex. So this this is actually for one C P for potentially three flat wounds, it, it's actually pretty solid.
0: Okay. Cool. And then uh Then we've got Boil Blight for one CP. Use it in your shooting phase on a Death Guard unit. Uh, One Death Guard unit from your army and one enemy unit within contagion range of that unit. So you're at least, you're pretty much at point-blank range at that point. Until the end of the phase, each time a weapon equipped by a Death Guard model from your army targets that enemy unit, that weapon has the heavy and ignores cover abilities. That is very specific.
1: It is, and... This is one of those strats where, I mean, you're not going to use it. That's just the story. Um, yeah, it just seems very niche. The, the caveat like you have is to that be
0: point blank and not moved. The, and- where,
1: where this could have been good it, is if it didn't say of that unit for the Contagion Range, the Hellbrute's ability that puts it in Contagion Range would make this good, right? Um, so right now, the only unit that can use it is the Hellbrute. Because um, once it hits something, it is now in its own Contagion range, regardless of where it is on the table. So if I shoot in your deployment zone with my last cannon, you're in deployment range, or you're in Contagion range of my unit. That's really the only unit that gets to benefit this. Um, maybe the land raider, uh, if you're dumb enough to get close enough for me to shoot you with my last cannon, and, and it matter, right? You know, if you walk up to me with a knight and I get to pop this, then this is on you. <laughs> right? And that's just, that, that's it. You gave me plus one to hit, I'm sorry. Um, right. But no, you're not going to use this on anything else, because otherwise you're using flamers or you, you're using melee, and this doesn't do good for either of those.
0: All right. That tracks. And then, uh, uh, last uh, but not least, flies, go for it. Uh,
1: yeah. so your opponent's shooting phase, uh, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets, one Death Guard unit from your army that was selected as the target of those attacks, you give it stealth, which is minus one to hit. Um, it's good. So one yeah. CP minus one to hit, it's pop smoke, but it's not restricted to a vehicle now. And even then some vehicles don't have smoke keywords. So like it's, it's pretty decent. Uh,
0: all right. So, um, that wraps up all of the cards, all the info from the, from the index itself. So let's just, just take a step back now and talk some, some generalized thoughts. So overall play style, I think you've, we've, you've pretty much covered that I think really well, which is as we go. Yeah. As as you go, it's it's uh, as we've gone through this, you've you've covered it really well, which is find objectives, stand on objectives, say come dig me out. You are not chasing anybody down. You're not hunting in the, the enemy down. You're not trying to do deploy teleport homers or behind enemy lines. You're just standing back and saying, um, I'm planting my flag. Come take it or watch me win.
1: Yep. So I will say that this opinion of mine. Is based off of predominantly, especially here in the southeast, um, predominantly playing on FLG style terrain, which is player placed. When you're playing GW format, or even some of the places in like the northeast are using WTC or, or and those other ones. Like it's it's kind of a hodgepodge. Um, especially right. overseas, they're not using player placed almost at all. Um, Death Guard is better on player placed terrain. Uh, so my play styles are based off of that. Now. There are ways to make it work on GW style format because there is a lot of terrain. So the, the vehicle heavy lists aren't as great on GW format because of having to be wholly within a, a terrain to be able to see through it and stuff like that. It would take an adaption of the mind to be able to play it as effectively on GW format. But because of what here in the Southeast of America, what we benefit from is having access to more player-placed terrain events. This is where Death Guard can actually do significantly better.
0: Yeah, this is this is where we see where different factions have different success rates in different localized or semi-localized metas. So, all right. Um, so we've covered how this you know uh, how this faction scores primaries, and you kind of touched on scoring secondaries, which is you 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 are one of the few players that I've talked to that is like, yeah, this faction runs fixed secondaries. Everybody else is tactical for the win. The problem with tactical. I use tactical
1: probably on every other faction. I've played tactical with Death guard um, you can, if you're running the Blowtrones or Morty or chaos spawn out of strategic reserves, if you've given yourself assets to play the table with, you can play tactical comfortably because there is a lot of stuff in tactical that requires you to go out and score you know get in the midfield and deploy teleport homers or be in their your their, their backfield behind enemy lines uh. Extend battle lines. Uh, take no man's land. Like, There's a lot of stuff out there that requires you to be on the table doing things. Um, Death Guard doesn't do that great. They can do it. I mean, I scored 98 points last night in a tactical game. Like, It can happen. But you have to be in a table state where it works. right? Whereas this is one of those armies where if I'm on an objective, I'm going to benefit by being on an objective I own from from infecting it. My strats, my abilities, everything gets stronger when it's on my objective. So, I think Cleanse is a super strong secondary for this army because um, it's four victory points a turn that you can do it. Your scouts can do it for you. Um, there's, there's ways to, to, to lean that asset. Hero Hammer, so like I said, Assassinate's a pretty strong one. We don't have Precision. But most people are bringing a lot of melee characters into the game to bring or our units into melee and stuff like that. Cool. I- I'm going to kill that unit. You're going to give me those points one way or the other. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't say that um, engage is a good one for this army because three table quarters isn't hard. Four is, because again, my best unit is moving four inches at a time, right? Like, I'll get there eventually, but darn it, I'm not getting the points for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it depends. You have to be in the mindset to be able to capitalize on playing fixed and no that even if your opponent is baiting you to do certain things, you have to play your game and you have to play your game knowing that they're going to, that they have to react to it. And that's where the strengths of the army
0: can come out. All right. All right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right. It, um, so before we uh, wrap
2: this up, we got to take one more break for our third sponsor of the day. Siege studios. And now for a word from our sponsor, C-Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, C-Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. All right, we are back. Uh,
0: One more time, huge thank you to my good friend Robert Hawkins from the Hobby Goblins for coming and joining uh, this Um. This podcast recording with me, uh, dude. I appreciate you you taking the time out, um, and uh, and spending a part oh, of your evening but- when you could be with your family. So much appreciated, um, ladies and gentlemen. That is it for us. Uh, thank you again for giving us your time and your attention. Um, and uh, you know, if you like these episodes, if you want me to to uh, bring Robert back to talk about some other factions uh, or any of the other guests we've had lately, please uh, don't forget to jump onto the competitive Warhammer Forty K community facebook page and let me know send us your messages send me your messages and and let me know what you think so um I, i'm trying to get a few more of these episodes lined up uh, right now before uh, space marine or tyranids codex whichever drops first sometime in the near future um but you know getting stuff scheduled has been a challenge so uh the surprises will just keep on coming so until then, uh, I w- again, huge thank you to, uh, Robert and, uh, don't forget to go online and check out the hobby goblins. They are on Facebook. They are on Instagram. Uh, they have their own website. They do amazing work. And if you see them, uh, in their, uh, green jerseys at any. Um, FLG or other uh, localized events anywhere in the Southeast, absolutely come up and uh, introduce yourself, say hi to them. They are all fantastic human beings. They are as much into sportsmanship and fair play as Vanguard Tactics is. And I say that with full and complete confidence. They're great guys. So don't be afraid to go and talk to them. So uh, until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Colmel for Robert Hawkins, for the Hobby Goblins, and for Vanguard Tactics saying... Losing friends is what makes war, war. We honor them by continuing to fight so we don't lose anyone else. Amen to that. Have a good week.